Snookalupy nuts are we, me and him and them and me. We'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. Pot the red then screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker loopy nuts are we. We're all snooker loopy. Hello and welcome to the Snooker Loopy podcast. My name is comedian Tom Mayhew and I'm here with my very, very good friend. It's Joe Bullrun Hannard. Uh, good evening, everybody. Good evening, Hazel, and good evening, the comedian Tom Mayhew. That's your name, apparently. Apparently. According to yourself. My name is comedian Tom Mayhew, so we'll have to just call you comedian from now on. No, let's <laughs> let's not. Is this your subtle way of saying I should re-record <laughs> this, Joe? I can't believe... No, I'm, I, no, you've got to keep that in. You keep in all of my bloopers, so yep. we need to keep your bloopers in. I can't in. believe 10 seconds into the podcast and Joe is effectively heckling <laughs> me. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Well, you must be used to it now. I am. I am. How are you doing, mate? Are you? Are you? I'm. I'm all right. I'm good. Uh, it's been quite the switch off from snooker. Actually, I haven't played in a few weeks. I haven't even thought about snooker for a little while. Although I did um, play Halborn. You'll remember Halborn. I will remember Halborn from the uh, the virtual snooker world championships. Yes, he, he invited me on to his Legends of Snooker nineteen series. Um, so, yeah, I played three frames with him, and uh, so that's that's all I've thought about snooker recently. I did suggest yourself, so you might be getting a a little uh, email from. I've not heard. I've not heard a thing. So clearly, I'm not a legend uh, of snooker nineteen. Uh, well, you are a legend for that black. <laughs> you, you are forever a legend for that black. Yeah, so. I, I feel like I'm a I'm a legend in in the same way that uh, <laughs> Detroit Poomjang is a legend of the World Championship. I think that's a fair fair rep- re- you know. Which frankly, I, I'm delighted you. with that. I'm absolutely yes, delighted. Yes, of course. Of course. The first thing the listeners will be wondering, Joe, because you said, do you remember what you said in the last podcast? I said a lot of things, probably. You did, you did, and I, I edited most of the controversial stuff out for you. <laughs> yes, good. I've still got a job, so you must have uh, you must have <laughs> got rid of most of it. But you did say that um, oh, if you scored if you scored a century, you would enter Q score next year. Now, how did you do at the snooker club? Uh, I think I made about 42, I think, so Ooh. not far away, no. 40, 42% of a century. But uh, that 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 was, uh, to, funnily enough, the last time that I played, that was the best I've played since I've been practising. So, And then all of a sudden I've not played for two weeks, so it's probably all gone down the swanee now. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Forty-two is yeah, not bad. You know, it's nothing to be. It's, uh, nothing you know, to be it's not bad. At, you know? I mean, it's amazing. You know, because because my high break sixty-seven, which people always go, ah, oh, that's that's pretty good. That, and I'm like, is it? You know, but then I see so many people online, um, you know, in the snooker community saying their high break is like twenty-one. Mm. <laughs> so you know, it makes me feel a bit better about myself, I suppose. But uh... you know, sixty-seven. That break would win you probably, you know, about ninety percent of frames where you make that break, you're going to win. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very rare that you'd make a sixty-seven, you'd miss, and then they'd clear up 
the rest. So I think that's yeah, yeah, that's a match yeah. winning frame. Unless you're playing John Eggins. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh... <laughs> just make sure you don't draw him at Q school next year, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean it could happen. <laughs> you know, John's not had the greatest season, so you know, if he has another bad one it could be could be Hanard versus Higgins, first round of Q school. <laughs> Imagine if John Higgins has to go to Q school. Imagine if he doesn't get a wild card. <laughs> Imagine the uproar. Yeah, they just go, actually, but no. Then, but then they'd say, oh, well, he's a cheat anyway, so... That's true. Well, should... Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a, an early question for you, Joe. Should, well. should uh, <clears throat> the likes of Bing Tao and Jing Tong get a wild card after their ban is over? <sighs> Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. And I don't know, this hasn't really been publicised too much, but um, obviously their initial bands were publicised and, and I was very disappointed that none of them had to play blindfolded or left-handed for a season. They <laughs> yep. didn't. They clearly didn't watch our podcast, Tom. <laughs> clearly, they need to up their game. They didn't have to play in a rubbish bin. Um <laughs> <laughs> however, however, um, after their initial bans, the the bans were then extended by the Chinese authorities. Oh, so like, really? Yeah. So, so I think um, Bing Tao's now seven years banned. What officially? Was, yeah, I think so. Uh, and I think it was. I think Zing Tong was possibly twenty twenty five. I have not. I mean, that's crazy because you, you know, I hadn't seen this. Yeah, it, I just was scrolling on BBC at some point. It was on the 21st of June, and it says, five players have bans increased by a Chinese governing body. So former Masters champion Bing Tao and ex-champion Zing Tong are among those handed harsher pun- punishments by the Chinese Billiards and Snooker Association. Bing Tao will be prevented from returning to the World Snooker Tour for seven and a half years, despite initially receiving a five-year ban. Zing Tong is suspended until July 25, so... Oh, wow. And Lu Ning's has uh, gone to eight years. Uh, bai Lang Ning is, is four years now, and, and Zhang, Zhang Kang is uh, four years and five months. So those were the five that got more bans, if you like. Obviously, Wenbo and... Um... They can't ban Wenbo for life and a half, I suppose. Well, it, it depends if it's a lifetime sentence in the meaning of life, or mm. as in the UK judicial system, which <laughs> usually means about 17 years. So, you know, which as far as I'm aware, Tom, life expectancy has been above 17 years for around about the last four, four and a half thousand years, possibly. So, you know... <laughs> I think it's about time we reformed that that law. <laughs> We're well, getting into um, politics now, Tom. See, this is going to be for the uh, the Labour Loopy uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcast in in the run up to the twenty twenty four general election. Yeah, we will do that. We will do that, Joe. We'll, we'll analyse which of the players are very left wing and very right wing. Um, oh, I'm I'm sure we could come up with a fair few, and. Uh, Clyde Cumbria would, of course, be led by Mark J. Williams. I mean, who would you want to be Prime Minister out of any snooker player? Out of any snooker... Probably Dominic Dale. <laughs> no, you're you're very much going for the, the Love Actually Prime Minister there, aren't you? <laughs> like, all singing, all dancing. Well, yeah, I suppose somebody like Sean Murphy talks a lot of, you know, rubbish, yeah, doesn't he? he's got skeletons in the closet, mate. 
well, exactly. That's what that's a prerequisite of being a prime minister. Come on. So now Sean Murphy is the Boris Johnson of snooker. There we go. <laughs> and also, I'd like to hear more about these skeletons in the closet that you seem to know about, <laughs> Sean Murphy. Well, there was a there was a story which I believe is on Wikipedia, so I'm allowed to say it. There <laughs> that he he was in about like 2007 or eight or something. Mm. He was married at the time. And yes. he was reported in the tabloid press that he shared a bedroom with a sex worker who he okay. met at a Christian camp. Yes, I thought you were going to um, tell me the story about where he shared a bed with Margaret Thatcher, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but that must be a di- on a different uh, yeah, page. He, he kept suggesting <laughs> positions, and she kept saying the lady's not for turning. It just didn't work. So oh, dear. Deary me, right? Um, yes, no, I did actually know that. I, I did, I did know that. Uh, Presumably, he got her into bed by going, "I'm going to show you the real magician," and she was like, "Oh, this must be where the magic happens." Okay, <laughs> this is where the magic happens. The things that happen on a twelve by six. <laughs> but his his defence at the time was awful because I think his agent said they did share a bedroom, but they didn't have intercourse. Oh, well, there you go. Well, perhaps, perhaps it was just an intimate coaching session. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt that they, you know, she, she, she went there with the intention of learning, you know, which one to go for. You either go for the tricky brown or the easy pink. <laughs> I've never felt so much like I was co-hosting with Jim Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there you go, Tom. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, and perhaps in this room he had the Steve Davis bedding set, the matchroom bedding set. Can you, I mean, what woman could resist? <laughs> Can you get your breath, Tom? <laughs> I can't, no. I mean, what man could resist? What what, what um, earthly being could resist Sean Murphy mm, and that bedding set? Mm, well, exactly. So you can see how it happened. I'm sure he'd film it and commentate over it afterwards. Oh, God. Commentate on himself, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's another one for you, Tom, uh, for your snooker shorts. Yeah, if I want my uh, YouTube channel banned, I will. (laughs) Well, perhaps you'll have to go for a a snooker shorts only fans. (laughs) (laughs) Featuring the magician Sean Murphy and Bingham's Hot Tubs. One subscriber, it's Sean himself. Yeah. Yeah, free subscription. Well, that's us never getting on Sean Murphy's podcast. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I started this by saying I am happy to give Sean the benefit of the doubt. And then you so. went on to suggest <laughs> he would go, which of the pink or brown do you want to pop? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you'll find it was either the easy pink or the tricky brown. <laughs> Oh, Joe, what what is? How yeah. have we so early in the podcast? It's it's gone well, into snooker extra before it watershed, has, Joe. It it's pre watershed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean to be fair, right? We haven't we haven't talked about snooker for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's not much snooker going on. Well, I think the championship league did start. Did it start today? Yes, technically the season technically. has started today. Technically. There you go. When we record this, although Tom will take about five weeks to edit this, so it might be out in time for the UK Championship. I don't know. 
I am going to edit it so quickly now, just to spite you. It's going to be released <laughs> the 27th of June. And you're going to look, look stupid, Joe. How do you like I that? Uh, well, yes, but the viewers don't necessarily know that that's tomorrow. We could have recorded this in May. And in May, you said Although, technically to be fair, the I talk, Championship I talk, League had started. Yeah, that's true. And I also talked about the 21st of June, so... Unless you're some sort of snooker Doctor <laughs> Who, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've not been called that, I'm afraid. Been called many a thing, not that though. He does play with an incredibly hard tip, Mark Williams. It's harder than any I've ever seen. You can hear it when he strikes the cue ball, it sounds hard. I'm sure that the fans, you know, the true fans, are dying to find out how our Q School predictions got on. Yes, this is the big pre-season snooker competition that everyone was yes. talking about. Uh, just to recap the teams uh, that, that me and Tom picked, we, we picked it in the ABBA format, meaning that I got first pick, then Tom got two picks, and then so on and so on. So I had Ronnie Sullivan, of course, Dean Reynolds, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Holt, e- Eden Sharav, uh, Andrew Higginson, Bayou Lou, uh, Peter Lines, and Vladislav Gradinari. Mm-hmm. And you had uh, the Lincolnshire Sausage. You had uh, Andy Neck, Robin oh. Hull, <laughs> Alexander Erzenbacher, Liam Davis, Jason Tart, <laughs> um, Craig Stedman, and Mustafa. I can't remember Mustafa's Chris. Uh, Tam Mustafa, that's it. So there you go. So uh, to be honest, I-, I-, I can see a couple of names that I know made it onto tour. But uh, other than that, uh, I think it's going to come down to how many matches they won. So this is this is going to be interesting. So yeah. Ronnie Sullivan will go first. Um, could be a new candidate, a bit like Andy Neck uh, and Heather Clare. I think were they the two that, had, or was it Jason? I, I don't know. Simon Bevs. Simon, Simon Bevs. That's it. Um, who have not won a frame. So he lost both matches 4-0. So that's Ooh. a big fat zero for me um, on that one. Uh, Stephen Hallworth, friend of the podcast. Future friend of the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him on at some point. <laughs> we need to know where where that nickname came from and if he knows he has it. So Hallworth in event one won one two, three, four... No, he won three matches, lost in the fifth round. So we'll say that's three points for, for Hallworth. Yes. Andy Neck will go next. Oh, no, no, we need to do Hallworth in the second one. I apologise, I nearly diddled you out at some points there. Oof. Oof. So he won in the first round, won in the second round, um, but went out in the third round to Tyler Reese. So he won another two matches, meaning Holworth gets you five. He gets you a blue. Oh, a big blue there for the go. sausage. <laughs> big blue for the sausage, yeah. All right, Andy Neck, well, he went out in... Uh, well, in, ra- in event two, he actually had a walkover in the first round. So Andy Neck gets a point by yeah. default there. Uh, and he won a frame against Dean Young, but uh, couldn't do any more than that. Then in event one, uh, oh, who was this? Patrick conceded the fourth frame when he was nine points ahead with one red remaining on the table because of a neck problem. (laughs) Does it really say that? It does say that. That was Fraser (laughs) Patrick uh, against Jamie Curtis Barrett. 
But, uh, oh, hang on. Coldesh Johal retired a 2-1 down due to a neck injury. Is this Andy so, Neck's tactic, just to take all well, the players out? Yeah, yeah. But he did lose against Matthew Roberts 4-0, so Aww. unfortunately just a singular point for Andy Neck. Right, time for Dean Reynolds hmm. of my team. He lost 4-0 against Joshua uh, Tommond in event one. And he lost, I'm, I'm presuming, where is he? Come out, come out wherever you are, Dean. Where are you? Come on. I don't actually know where. Is he right at the... Ah, right, he was right at the bottom of the list. Uh, he lost to Che Ross 4-0 as well, so... Nil pois for Reynolds. Unlucky right, Dean. Michael Holt. I've got high hopes for Michael Holt. He won his first match 4-1 against Jeff Cundy, then lost 4-2... In the second match, giving him only one point in the the first round. What? And then he won four 0 against Mohammed Oren Gazib, uh, and he beat the Dan Layson four one. And then he result. lost four three to Alfie Burden. So only three points for Michael Hall. Alfie so Burden getting his revenge against you there, Joe. Yes, absolutely. Right, Robin Hull. Come on, Robin. Back to, back to the team, Tom. Uh, Robin Hull beat Richard Pipe, Dick Pipe, uh, <laughs> 4-0 uh, in the first round. I mean, that's got to be a, a, a Mick take name, surely. Is that double points for beating Dick Pipe or not? <laughs> You'll get what you're given. Um, Jamie O'Neill beat him 4-3, so that's one point from event one. But event two, Tom... He won his first round against Reese Carter, 4-1. He won his second round against Gerard Green, 4-0. Wow. Then he beat Eden Sharav, 4-2, which, spoiler alert for my uh, one later on. He then beat Anthony Kowalski, 4-1. He's playing well. Before losing 4-3 to Rory McLeod in round five there. Oh, so tough, Robin tough Hull, opponent, Rory. Robin Hull comes out with five points. Another five-pointer for you, Tom. Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Right. Uh, time for the Federer of the Bears, Alexander Erzenbacher, uh, who is Erzenbacher on tour. Anyway, he beat Tan Wang Choi 4 0. Then he beat uh, Dan Lyson again. There you go, Dan Lyson. Mm-hmm. Chris Totten. And a 1 3 6 by Erzenbacher in frame one was the highest break of the event. He then beat Alfie Burden 4 2. And then beat Barry Pinches. Four, three. So that was one, two, three, four, five matches he won. So five points in the bag, but I'm going to double it because he <gasps> got back on to air. Oh, it's looking good go. for Erzenbacher. So ten for Erzenbacher. Right, Sharav then. Sharav. Well, <laughs> lost in... Uh... Oh, he beat Jason Tart in the first round of the first Ooh. event. <laughs> then he then he lost to the Lincolnshire sausage. Oh 4-1. my god! The the Hanard Mayhew rivalry at Q School really heating up here. <laughs> I just can't believe. Like yeah, Eden Sharav lost to Robin Hull, uh, but beat Anthony Wall. <laughs> yeah, right. So two points for him. I, honestly, Tom, you are absolutely thrashing me at the moment. Although Higginson, Andrew Higginson, uh, could be one for me. Mm-hmm. Potentially, 
Um, he beat Labib Ahmed 4 0. He beat Billy Castle 4 3. He beat Hayden Staniland 4 1. He then beat Fergal Quinn 4 <laughs> 1. Uh, then he beat Hayden Pinney 4 0. So that was a five pointer, but doubled to 10 because he's back on tour. Congratulations yeah. to, to Joe and yes, to Higginson. Thank you. The- that's one one correct right, prediction. Right, Liam Davis there, now. So. so, oh, this is a problem because uh, there's Alfie Davis as well. Right. So, in event two, Liam Davis won one match. He beat Stuart Watson, then lost 4 0 to Stephen Kershaw. And in event one, he beat Paul Burrell 4 <laughs> 0. <laughs> and then lost 4 2 to Julian Boyko. So. Only two points for Liam Davis. Right, this is the moment everybody's been waiting for. Mr. Tart. (laughs) Come on, Jason Jason Tart. Tart, uh, Actually won his first match against Danny Brindle, 4-1. Then he lost 4-3 to Aidan Sharav. To be honest, though, Jason Tart could be one for the future. He he beat Neil Jones, 4-0. Strictly uh, professional dancer, Neil Jones, 4-0. Before losing to Harvey Chandler in the second round. So two points for Jason Tart. That's more than I thought he would get, to be fair. Right. He's got he's got as many points as Liam Davis. You Lou. Here we go. Right. No, you Lou. I, I I lose, yeah. I think uh, you lose. Right. By you Lou beat Mohammed Arungazib 4-3 and then went out to Craig Stedman 4-3. So you Lou one point from that. Very, very respectable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Then in the second event, she beat uh, Zach Koska 4-1, then uh, had a walkover versus Andrew Paget, then played Joshua Tomond, beat beat him 4-3, before losing 4-3 to Simon Bedford. So that was uh, three, well, four points overall. We should say that's definitely, from what I remember the best ever performance by a female player in q school so definitely for a, a newcomer you know um very very good only only 19 yeah, yeah. i believe so that's amazing peter lines is next for me and just won the one match at event one beating ben robinson four two who beat him that's a surprise barry pinches beat him oh pinches against lines in round two yeah. that's incredible and then in event two Brutal. <laughs> he, he beat Ben Robinson again. Poor Ben Robinson. <laughs> Goodness me. Oh, this guy again. Yeah. Then he beats uh, Oliver Sykes 4 0. So that's uh, mm-hmm. three matches he's won. Then Chris Totten 4 0 before losing to Julian Boyko. Wow. Peter Lyons had tough draws. So four points for Peter Lyons. Right. It's not an easy school, Joe. Not an easy <laughs> it's school. Not. Right. Craig Stedman is your. Uh, second to last pick, although he might as well be your last because Tamba stuff has your last. <laughs> so, so anyway. Spoiler alert, John. Yeah. Uh, so he beat Bayou Lou in his first match, uh, then Lewis Uller, then lost to Liam Pullen. So that's two points from the first match. I've realised uh, some players got a bye through to round two, so that sort of muddies the waters a little bit but I think you've, it's not going to make much difference uh, he beat Jay Crofts in the second event then Hayden Staniland before losing to Daniel Holoida from Poland wow yeah, it, might be a, it might be a name to look out for then 
So that's four points for Craig Stedman. And now Tam Mustafa, your final pick. Did he win any matches? He didn't in the first event. He lost to Gary Britton in the first event, 4-1 in that one. And he lost to Jack Boric, 4-1. And actually, Mustafa was your only pointless player. Oh, I'm happy with that. There we go. And now I've got Vladislav Gradinari. He needs to score six or more to defeat you. Somehow, don't think that's happening. Right, he won his first match against Juan Pedro Duran, Spanish player. I've not seen many Spanish snooker players oh, before. Wow. Um, that was definitely a European battle, wasn't it? Moldova versus Spain. Yeah. Euros at uh, Q School. Uh, <laughs> so 4-1, he wins that one. Then he lost to Ben Forty, 4-0. That's got a whiff of match fixing about it. 40, 4-0. Eh? How old is Ben Forty? I really <laughs> hope he's actually 40. <laughs> Uh, 26. <laughs> <laughs> in 14 years, it's going to be his time to qualify. Yeah, and then in event two, he beat Simon Bevs 4-0. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how many of these players have come up. He then beat Ross Bullman 4-1. So he's got three so far. And then... Halfway. Strictly Come Dancing's Neil Jones beats him 4-3 oh. in the next round. How dare he. So three points. So well done, Tom. To recap, you get 29 points, five from Holworth, uh, five from Hull, ten from Erzenbacher, two each for Liam Davis and Jason Tart, four for Stedman and one for Andy Neck. Um, and for me, ten for Higginson, three for Holt, two for Sharav, four each for Yulu Lines, and three for Gradinari. And what was the what was the final score then? Twenty nine twenty six. I mean, I think that was actually really close, and I do feel like who would have predicted that Holt would only get three? That could easily yeah. that shows how hard Q score is. Yeah, I mean, Peter Lyons only got four, Michael Holt yeah. only three, Aidan Sharav two. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you had uh, Jason Tart get you two. You know. But, oh, I didn't you know. Aiden Sheriff beat Jason Tart. That's half his points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, no, but that's it over for another year, Tom. Until our until our shootout predictions uh, later well, in the well year. Well done, Joe. Though I think we both did a no, decent that was, job. No, you know that wasn't too bad. We got uh, one of the players each, and I think plenty of our guys did okay. You know, they got to the the penultimate round, and we've got Dean Young, uh, Louis Heathcourt. Stu Carrington, Alfie Burden, back on tour, um, as well as uh, Erzenbacher, Higginson, Liam Pullen and Andrew Paget. I think Liam Pullen is the only um, newbie on the tour. And then, of course, you've got the, the Asian Key School as well. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce some of these names. but uh... We will say we didn't predict the Asian Q School purely because there's less names we'd know, so it would just yeah. be less interesting. It'd be us completely <laughs> yes. guessing in the dark. Yes. It would be... And there's um, less funny names. Let's be honest, you know, there's no Jason Tarts over there. The be- the best the best one I can see is Wang Yukon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's less funny names and there's less names that we can get away with laughing out without it being offensive. So. Well, yes, uh, <laughs> there is that as well. Although there is, right, Vorowit Thong Wang... He should be sponsored by Bingham's Hot Tubs, really. 
<laughs> oh dear, I don't need that sight. Oh hello. <laughs> oh, what a hot tub. Yeah, do you want to get in? Absolutely. Thanks for the hot tub, Stu. Uh, where are you taking me now? Um, where all the magic happens. Where's that? In the bedroom. Oh my word. Right, Joe, shall we cue the laughter? Let's cue the laughter. Let's now, this is the section where we pick out an obscure piece of snooker merchandise and we talk about it for a bit and we basically kind of sort of review it, sort of analyse it. And this did lead, last episode, Joe, to you making a purchase. Yes, yes. I was wondering if you remembered that, actually, John. Oh, I could never forget that, Joe. Um, yes, uh, obviously. Uh, the last cue the laughter was Ultimate Snooker Cards, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, and we found the website. We'd seen that there was some available and then we realized after that that this company hadn't tweeted since 2021 so it was probably a scam and about a week had passed and i heard absolutely nothing so i was like yeah definitely scammed and then all of a sudden i get a text a text of all things from uh somebody called jan Vahas? No, it wasn't Jan Vahas. <laughs> Jan something or other, anyway. And he says, oh, yes, uh, your delivery hasn't gone through because nobody was in or something. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I got an email from DPD, and I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> was it too small to post through the letterbox, Joe? Um, too big. That's what I meant to say. Was it? <laughs> was it? Was it too big to post through the letterbox, Joe? Uh, it might have been, it might have been, um, yeah, basically it was, it was, and I just, I just want to remind, well, before, before I do anything else, Tom, I want to remind you of the size of Rhian Evans, the small Rhian Evans, well, I think this is technically a medium card, I think. But there's, there's no small cards available, so technically... It is the smaller version. Like. Yes. Now this <gasps> is the Stuart Bingham. That's massive. <laughs> so yes, it was there waiting there on my doorstep. I was kind of hoping, right, that I'd be in the house when this came, so that I didn't have to explain this as anything more than an impulse buy. I am now putting Rian Evans next to Bigger. <laughs> so, but we'll put this as the thumbnail, I think, of your your giant Bingham. It's it is my giant Bingham. It is impressive. I'll say that. Oh, thank you. I do often get compliments on my giant Bingham. Where are you gonna where Where are you gonna display your giant bull run? Uh, I, well, I do have a plan actually. It is going to go behind me. You see where that that Simpsons thing is? Yeah. I'm going to take that off the wall, and this is going to replace it. So it's going to be next to the the two Stu Bingham balls up there. There's something very funny about the fact it'll be below a framed picture of James Bond. Bingham's the next 007. (laughs) I would watch that. That is is huge. They weren't joking when they said it was large, were they? Well, extra large, actually, Tom. Um, <laughs> you, you know. Sorry, I don't. I didn't mean to offend Bingham there. The yes. extra large Bingham. So, 
that came through the post. It was in a big box, and I was thinking, oh, my God. It was in, in, in a box, obviously, even bigger than that. So I was yep. pretty terrified that I'd bought a life-size cardboard cutout of Stuart Bingham. It's all right, mate. All, all it cost you was uh, about 30 quid and your relationship with your girlfriend. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, too true. Too true. How too did true. how did she really react to it? Uh, <laughs> um, she was just like, why on earth have you bought that? <laughs> And I went, well, to be fair, right, Tom has bought a load of crap for the podcast. I felt a bit bad that I'd not bought anything. So it was my turn to to buy crap, basically. And also, I can repurpose it to go next to the Stuart Bingham Balls. So, yeah. And she was like, okay. Did she just sigh and shake her head? Well... I think she was more surprised I was talking about Stuart Bingham's balls, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, when I told her about Bingham's hot tubs, uh, you know, she was... <laughs> I don't think she quite understood. Because I told her when we went to the Crucible to look out for his uh, sponsorship of Bingham's hot tubs. <laughs> oh, and he's not... I don't think he's sponsored by them for the Crucible, was no, he? No, no, disgrace. Which makes it seem like you've gone mad and imagined it, which I do like. <laughs> You're like, no, he definitely was sponsored by Hot Tub. And she's like, of course he was, Joe. Yeah, yeah, of course he was. Yeah. But there you go, Tom. You know, and I think I've got away with uh, not buying something for a little while until the, the big purchase of the Stephen Hendry action figure. Coming soon. Well, I mean, you say you've got away with not buying anything, Joe, but have I got something today that you might want to buy? Oh, God. Here we go. To to be fair, right? Hang on a second. Hang on a second here, Tom. I've just this minute searched up Stephen Hendry action figure, right? And on this website, Fairway Hobbies, $299. That's about half the price it was before. Oh, you almost can't say no, Joe. I know. It would almost be silly of you not to buy it right now. It would rather. Apparently he weighs eight pounds, <laughs> and he's yeah, his dimensions are twenty by twelve by six inches. That's good to know. <laughs> it's life size. Just then. In, just in case anybody was interested in the dimensions of Stephen Hendry. <laughs> I still want them to do a Stuart Bingham figure. To be honest, <laughs> well, we haven't searched for one. To be fair, go on, Tom. Here we go. What do you want? What? <laughs> you were telling you were telling me something I I, I was going to buy. Oh no! Sorry, I thought I thought you. You were... thought I'd found a Stuart Bingham action figure. I was so excited. But uh, what I have uh, found, Joe, on eBay, these are not official pieces of merchandise. <laughs> these are. I have found four drawings that someone has done of snooker players. Whoa, wow! And uh, a bit of a, a bit of a fun game, Joe. Hmm. You have to try and guess who each one is. Oh, God. I, I don't think... I'm going to predict you'll get three out of four. That's what I think. Okay. And for the listeners at home, I will do a, a separate video later in the week so you can see these photos and try and guess along with Joe. Uh, let's start with... I'll start with the easiest one, Joe, because you'll get this one probably within about a millisecond. 
<laughs> yes. There's Vicky. No. no, very good. Very good. Incorrect, Joe. It's not Vicky. Got, you have got zero out of four oh, so far. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But that's clearly Mr... Uh, the, the Bulldog Dennis Taylor DT himself. himself, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the next one I'm going to send you, Joe. And I think they're about two quid each on eBay if anyone wants to buy any of these. Who do you think that is? Trump? Yes, yeah, very much... Yeah. Uh, very much a... I mean, what year would you say that is? Probably 2010 Trump? Eh, uh, hmm. I'd probably go something like maybe 2011, maybe. Yeah, longer hair. Looks more like Rod Stewart, to be honest with you. <laughs> we could always request that they, they draw a different player for us if we like, so... Oh, because this person did have 147 in their eBay username, so we can always see if they'll do uh, another player. But who do you think the third one is? <laughs> That's the thunder from down under. <laughs> Good eye, mate. Neil Robertson. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what... I mean, his lips look a bit funny to me. <laughs> I don't know what he's done there, but... it was It was his eyes that got me. It looks like he's been having a night out with Alex Higgins. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he's still drunk in that picture, probably. <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, this is the, the final one, Joe. <laughs> what the... <laughs> I, really, I really hope that this is, this is who I think it is, but I d- I'm not sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it's it's Sean Murphy. <laughs> oh, but this is good. This is it looks a, a little bit like Liang Wembo, to be fair. It's it's not Sean Murphy. It is <laughs> it is Liang Wembo. Yeah. <laughs> so in Joe's mind, it's some sort of love child between the two. <laughs> <laughs> like it does look like Liang Wembo. Like a hundred percent, that was going to be my guess. But <laughs> but with how like off the other ones were, I thought it was a it was like an off an extra off for Sean Murphy. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I can see the, the Sean Murphy <laughs> resemblance, like, but um, no, it's 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 um, that's that's supposed to be oh, Liang Wenbo. Speaking about skeletons in the closet, eh? <laughs> oh dearie! I mean, I wonder how how many years it'll be until someone buys the Wenbo one. <laughs> well, lifetime, lifetime ban. <laughs> But there we go. I thought it could be fun for us, Joe, to pick a... Maybe we should both, me and you, pick a player and ask if he'll draw them. So one of us should ask for Bingham, but who should be the more obscure player we ask for? We should see if they'll draw someone like a Jason Tart or a Stephen Hallworth. I think that'd be really I mean, I'm funny. not sure there's any pictures of Jason Tart. That's the issue. And if anyone at home wants to ask this eBay person to draw them a snooker player, we can make a... Collect the set. Maybe Rob Walker. Oh, that's a great shout. Because I think we could then put that on Twitter and Rob Walker would love that. All right, so (laughs) I will ask for Rob Walker and if you ask for Stuart Bingham, (laughs) 
But then if they do it, we have to buy it. How much are they? They're cheap. They're not too. They're not too bad. I think they're about two quid. Or oh, something. I can't. No, I can't buy more Stuart Bigger merch. I can't. Well, do you want to buy Liao Wenbo for one pound ninety? Oh god, that, I mean, you'd be getting robbed with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like the Dennis Taylor. It's very car- caricature esque sort of. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're one ninety or one thirty postage. They describe it as a my own comedy funny interpretation drawing caricature of Liang Wenbo. Well, there you go. I mean, how on earth he's got the audacity to sell that rather than just burn it? Do you know what I mean? Perhaps we should buy it and um, hold it in safekeeping for years and years. What are we looking for, Stuart? Um, an inch is absolutely perfect. See, measuring it up. We, we go like that. We've got an inch. Yeah. I thought an inch was a bit bigger than that, but okay, yeah. And That's a nice it. little trim there. That's it. And to do all of your bush, um, how long are we looking at? Um, it can take sort of two days. Two days? So I'm literally non stop. So, I mean, uh, the last feature we do, Joe, unless do you want to do any more of the, uh, the DT impressions today? <laughs> I don't have any, Tom. Do you not want to do a, a Dennis Taylor review of the drawing of Dennis Taylor? <laughs> well, can you get your breath? It's <laughs> perfectly executed that uh, portrait of the great Dennis Taylor. Don't know if you've uh, heard of him. He was a classic player back in the 1970s and 80s, of course, winning that... 1985 World Snooker Championship. He's got that little cheeky smile that he, he was so well known for. God rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> killed him off! <laughs> You've killed off Dennis Taylor! <laughs> to be fair, Joe, when he does die, you're going to make a killing on the tribute circuit. Oh, God. Yeah, go on cameo.com. There you go. We should dress you up as him and you can do tours. Uh, I mean, neither of us own upside down glasses. Which, I mean, I don't know how we've both not done that. Clearly, we should do that. If we uh, ever do a a tour, Joe will come out (laughs) dressed as Dennis Taylor and I will wear a John Burgo waistcoat. In in our theatre tour. Yeah, at at the Crucible. At the Crucible, yeah. Jamie did comment on our YouTube video that Dennis Taylor's nickname should be the Ulster Sausage. Yeah. I can't argue with that. What do you think of being called a sausage, Dennis? <laughs> well, uh, I actually stopped eating meat about uh, 30 years ago, so I find it quite offensive, actually. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. And, and Dennis, what do you think of Rob Walker's big charity uh, bike ride thing that he's doing? Well, it's, it's funny you should ask, Tom, because... Uh... <laughs> I did a very similar run up and down the country, all the snooker clubs, doing the old exhibitions, doing uh, some trick shots, mm-hmm. cue the laughter. Yeah. So, been there, done that. <laughs> Are you saying that Rob has stolen your thing? <laughs> I wouldn't suggest anything like that, Tom. 
And finally, uh, Dennis, <laughs> what do you what do you think of Stuart Bingham's balls? <laughs> well, I think he was very kind to just hand out his balls uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that day. You know, it was meant to be twenty quid a ball, but uh, Stuart was handing them out willy nilly. <laughs> oh, that's a, that is a Dennis phrase, willy nilly, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I christened him Satnav Bingham. <laughs> and that's when he gave you the uh, the DDK. <laughs> Dreaded double kiss. <laughs> yeah. And he tried to uh, get you into his hot tub. Well, yeah, I think uh, that's for Snooker Extra with uh, Hazel at uh, 11.30 <laughs> on uh, BBC Two. Yeah. And on that note, Joe, should we cue the music? Yes, let's. <laughs> I like how for a second you weren't sure whether to be Joe or Dennis. <laughs> well, I, I was. Uh, I was reading a spicy question um, okay. from Snooker Mentalist in the in the comments about does Tom gig up north? As I think he is a funny, but uh, together one is one is funny. I, but the other one is funnier, right? Okay. <laughs> but t'other one is funnier. There you go. There you go. Thanks, Snooker Mentalist. I don't know who you're talking about. Dennis, Graham Dot. Well, basically, Joe, I think what he's saying is he wants you to do a gig up north. That's what I'm getting he from He wants that. me to do a gig up north. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God, Joe. What? Please, 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 can you do something for me? <laughs> it depends what it is, because to be honest, the amount of things you've asked me to do. <laughs> Could you do a gig at the Manchester Comedy Store for five minutes in character as Dennis Taylor? No. How much money do I have to pay you? to get you to do a gig in character as Dennis Taylor. You know what? I, I honestly don't think I would do that for any amount of money. How many of Stuart Bingham's balls do I need to get you? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd need a full snooker set. <laughs> <laughs> Cue ball as well. Oh, that's the rare one. That's the one he doesn't like and, to give out. And I would need a purple and orange so that I can play a snooker plus whenever I want. I don't, I don't want to touch Stuart Bingham's purple balls, mate. To be honest, <laughs> but you're fine with his orange balls. Well, they're perfectly healthy. <laughs> yeah. you know? There just you go. A bit of fake, a bit of fake tan put on them. Joe's a funny lad. I won't argue with that. That's what uh, that sounded like a Dennis response, Tom. Well, you just made me think of him, mate. Yeah. There you go. A live podcast. Look at this. He's offering out my service. He never once consulted me about this. <laughs> well, we will do, Joe, one day, just for, just yeah, for well, that one person. Well, I, I can see us, right? I can see us in a, in a theatre with John and Dennis and Steve sat, sat on the stage doing our podcast. I can see mm. it. I can see it now, interviewing them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they're probably getting very offended by your well, impression. The, the, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I 
haven't been this insulted since Big Break's cancellation. Well, you are the modern-day Jim Davison, Joe. We've decided this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cue the music, Joe. <laughs> now, have I got a song for you? Yes, I do have a song for you. That's the point. Thanks, Tom. So, Joe, what is your opinion of rap music? Oh, God. If it's anything other than Peter Devlin, I'll be disappointed. It is Peter Devlin. <laughs> don't don't worry. This. Don't I worry. mean, I would be... I don't think that uh, 50 Cent has yet recorded a song about snooker. Though right. I would be fascinated yeah. to hear him yeah. do well, one. Well, I, I thought Chaz and Dave were a rap group. Well, the Romford rap is, I guess, a rap, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose, yeah. In the very loosest, loosest <laughs> term. Well, it's got a rap in the name. What, what is a rap if not that? Well, this is a rap, Joe. What I've got for you is a song called "The Journey" by Peter Devlin, and I've not heard this, but he released it in April, just as the World Championship oh. started. And he says it takes you through the real life of a snooker player, the highs, the lows, the reality of the practice room, and the way the game can make you feel. So it's very much inspired by his experiences as, as a player, which, I mean, it sounds interesting. And I do think he is a, a talented rapper. Of presence? <laughs> yes, he's very good. He's the, the Santa Claus of snooker in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had Rob Walker coming down the chimney. <laughs> now, now we've got uh, his elf, his elf Peter <laughs> Devlin, chief rapper. He would be a good elf, Peter Devlin, wouldn't he? <laughs> Sorry, Peter. I mean, out of everybody that could possibly listen to this podcast, I feel like Peter Devlin is fairly high up the probability of that. So, well, if he, I would very happily chat to him on the podcast. <laughs> Or from YouTuber to YouTuber. All I'm saying, Joe, is that if our song "Where's the Cubal Going," if there's a mix that has a a rap section, then he should do it. We have to. You need to stop signing people up for it before you've even spoken to them, Tom. <laughs> I just want to make dreams come true, Joe. That's all I want to do. Oh, it's, uh, it's getting very Walt Disney now. But this song's only got 400 views, which feels. Um, <laughs> I've not heard it yet, so I was going to say it feels... Well, Reggae Fan 92 says nice one, so if Reggae Fan 92 thinks so, I think we will too. Are you uh, ready to have a listen? I'm ready. Okay, let's let's do this. Because it's a single-player sport and you're the only one who understands Hurt and disappointment, nah, this ain't the life I planned Because that's the side of players and the game that gets hidden But I'm fighting through it all and my story's being written Wake up in the morning with a dream in my mind Got a sparkle in my eye and I know that it's my time Because I'm putting in the work, all the blood, sweat and tears And I'm fighting through my doubts, all my troubles and my fears And when I get to the top, I can look back at my game Shout it out and be proud, glancing back from where I came But for now, give it everything, live with no regrets Keep your eyes looking forward I want to know who the guy is that was in the background of some of his uh, shots. It was like the the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi, just watching over him. Feel free to comment and ask him, Joe. (laughs) Yeah, what did you think of the journey, Joe? Oh yeah, you know what, it got me thinking about Peter Devlin, and isn't he the sort of cool running story of snooker like 
<laughs> and what I mean, what, what I mean by that? <laughs> that is a sentence that has never been said before. <laughs> you know, he, he was because I'd heard about Peter Devlin before he he got on tour, and I, I'd heard about his rapping and some sort of content creator, I guess, ish, um, and gets himself on tour. I, I guess it's like the real normal person to to playing on the tour for a couple of years mm. idea that I really get that feeling about Peter Devlin and and I guess they're all just normal people that get on tour but I don't know if it might just be me but I feel uh, I feel that with uh, Peter Devlin and I, I don't know I thought that was good although it was completely copyrighted music but you know um Good words, and I enjoyed it. What can I would, say? Would you listen to that to get you pumped up before Q school? Uh, I might listen to it if I watch the video and see him crying himself to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the best acting in the music video, I would I would say. <laughs> I don't think he's... Uh... He's not as gifted as a Jimmy White and Alex Higgins. Or a Willie Thorne. Or Willie Thorne, yeah. Or Dennis, the great yep. DT. Yeah, I I mean, I was expecting more snooker from the song, Joe. Yes. I think had the video not been there, would I have known it was a snooker song? Hmm. Would we have known? Would we, would have, we have known, known? If it wasn't Peter Devlin, and if there wasn't a video, would I even know it's snooker? And that's what you have to ask with these. But then I suppose the same could be said about Peter Ebden. That's true. That's very true. And here's a Irvin. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was better than that song from last episode, I would say. I can't even remember what I gave that. I hope uh, I you've got a note of all these. I think you gave it a three. Did I actually? Or was it, was it a two? What a, wow. There you go. I see I remember that song pretty positively. No, you hated it, Joe. <laughs> you said I. You said I can't see myself listening to that again. Okay, go on, Tom. You give your rating out of ten first. I feel it's always me that is the pacemaker. Hmm. Tell you what, I I will give that a five. <laughs> there was big deliberation there. Well, because. Because, and I think he's got other songs about snooker, and so I do think that he has got better songs about snooker mm. that we'll cover in future, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure in future <clears throat> he has a song that could be an 8 or a 9. I don't think this is it about snooker. I mean, I'd heard a lot about his rapping, not heard a great deal of it, mm. and I expected a bit more, but that's not to say it was bad. I, I, I'm going to give it a 6. I, I quite enjoyed it. I liked the video. The video was okay. I yeah. I, okay, I would give the video a seven because it was quite nice and it had snooker stuff in it. Without the video, it's a five for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's our rating. So uh, an average of five point five for that song. I think he'll take that. I think so, and I think he's got better. We'll do. We'll do more of his songs in the future. I think. <laughs> what? What to... if he hasn't? What if that's the best he's got, Tom? And we've just given that a five point five. 
Well, shall we listen to another one now? Then is that no, is that what... no, no, no. That's not how this format works, Tom. I mean, technically, Joe, we could listen to any of his songs because he's a snooker player. Because we listen to <laughs> yeah Peter Ebden, that we could listen to his song about Georgia from Love Island, right? His song Subway Rap about Subway. Well, it's not quite the Romford rap, is it? Uh, can't win a bet. That's probably not the best thing for him to be <laughs> rapping about. But yeah, well, I, I did hear that. That's how they got Mark King, actually. I mean, there's plenty here, Joe. Plenty of plenty to whet the appetite. So here we are at home with Stuart and the lounge. Obviously, I was going to say, "What are you doing here with the curtains drawn?" But I won't. Yeah. I, I have realised that we need to get cameo. We need to cameo um, John Virgil and give him the exact same instructions that you gave Dennis and see what he reacts to that. Okay. I will do that for next episode. Oh, goodness me. I goodness me. It only seems fair. I do want to know what he'll say. So uh... I, I just think that... Because I was thinking this when I was watching back the last episode and hearing Dennis, I was like... Imagine if John Virgo does the exact same thing, but I don't know if he will, and that'll be what what's intriguing about it. I think he'd open the message and go, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> this isn't my song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he'll say that? Do you think he'll go, no, it's not my song? He'll go, well... Well, back in the eighties, I I was a great snooker player, and I wasn't invited into the uh, the matchroom mob. <laughs> Personally, preferred the Alex Higgins one. <laughs> and maybe he'll proceed to sing that. I am so happy if if he says I prefer the Alex Higgins one. <laughs> that'll blow my mind. Uh, I will get that, mate. For next episode, I'll get that. <laughs> Genuinely. I'm sorry. Please apologise to everyone you know for how much money I'm making you spend on all this. Well, you know, I, th- I think <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, a labour of love, this podcast, at the moment. Well, uh, I mean, what you haven't announced to the viewers, Tom, is that your Edinburgh Fringe show this year is Snooker Loopy, so... It's, it's not. No, do not, do not come to my Edinburgh Fringe show expecting, expecting me to sing that song for an hour. That would. Be... Oh no, 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 Tom. The no. Snooker Luby podcast. Oh really? Have you have you booked your Edinburgh accommodation, Joe? Oh, I was going to commute. <laughs> oh, should we do a live podcast in Edinburgh? Because <laughs> I'll be there anyway, mate. <laughs> Well, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but you've just said you want to do the podcast. Well, 25 well. live podcasts you've just said you want to do in a row. Uh, to be fair, I, I would 100% do it. But I, I'm fairly sure there would be the emptiest rooms that you could ever find. Let me know, Joe. Let me know what dates you can do in August. <laughs> oh, and we will do a live podcast. What have I got myself in for? You've done that, Joe. Well, I'll see. I'll, I'll try and organise that, mate. I'll see if I can get as a venue and a time. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to be completely banned from Edinburgh Fringe, you know. Why? <laughs> you you would be banned, Joe. It's your, it'd be your day. Why, why would I be banned? Because it was your idea. 
You requested it. You said let's do the Snoogle Loopy podcast in Edinburgh. No, I said that's what you're doing. I never said no. I never enlisted my my uh, podcasting abilities to this. Well, Tom, I mean, could I have queued you up any more to go and promote your show on the podcast? You know. Yes, my show is in August. <laughs> it is not the Snooker Loopy podcast live. It is stand-up comedy. I don't think I'm going to mention Snooker in the show. Oh. I am also doing, Joe, a um, a preview at the Greater Manchester Fringe. Ooh. That's near you, isn't it? Well, I do apparently live in Greater Manchester, so I, depending on where in Greater Manchester, it's closer mm-hmm. to me than you currently are, probably. I mean, it definitely, yeah, it definitely is, yeah. Right, I will, I will let you close out the podcast, Tom. <laughs> That's very kind of you, Joe. Uh, thank you all very much for listening, as always. Thank you to Joe for joining me. It's a pleasure, Tom. And I can I just say to the viewers, I am looking forward to the the edited version of this because I have no idea what Tom's going to do with it. So Let's see, yeah, uh, we've been recording for one hour twenty-seven. I think this will be about twenty minutes of podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, because we can't give away all of our exclusive plans, Tom. No, we can't because no, somebody no. else might steal them. But yes, uh, people are welcome to come see me in Manchester or Edinburgh or Nottingham or anywhere else. When, when are you in in Manchester? Uh, when am I? I think it's the twenty-second of July. Ooh. Joe will be on his his uh, school holidays then. The 22nd of July, I'm in Manchester and then in Edinburgh for all of August. And uh, I don't think we will actually do a live snooker podcast because we don't have any audience. And literally, <laughs> Edinburgh is a hard enough month for performers without me and Joe chatting to just my girlfriend in a room in Edinburgh. <laughs> uh, to be honest, that's more of an audience than I was expecting for that, so... Well, if your girlfriend comes as well, Joe, then if she takes you back after the Bingham incident. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, right, if we can get in contact with all of these snooker players, we could get them on as guests for for this podcast that nobody's watching. Well, maybe that's what we'll do, Joe. I think maybe that could be one of our our goals for probably not before Edinburgh, because I'm going to be really busy, but maybe... September time, when a new season's in full flow, maybe we'll try and get a few guest chats, mm. interviews. We could because de- we could definitely get a Stephen Holworth or a Peter Devlin. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Are you saying <sighs> we couldn't get Ronnie? I'm saying that Ronnie would tell us to go away in much less polite terms. <laughs> but what happens if we say we'll let you promote your book? Then he would definitely come on. <laughs> But he wouldn't talk about snooker. He would mm. say, I hate snooker, I don't like it, please buy my cooking book. Yes. But yeah, thank you all very much for joining us. Let us know if there's anyone you're happy to see get back on on tour, or anyone you are happy that they didn't get back on tour, or anyone who you're upset they didn't get on tour. Uh, <laughs> just uh, chat to us. We're, please. We need, we need the attention. We need more people saying that I'm the funny of the two as well. That, that we was... need less people saying that. <laughs> less of that, Joe. <laughs> just remember who edits this. And basically, if you think Joe is funnier, it's because I edit it that way. Yes. I just like to give Joe a bit of the limelight because I'm like, I don't want to make him look completely stupid by just making me be funny. I just, it's just my editing. That's all it is. Well, uh, you know, I've got the D- the DT impression. Tom actually does a great impression of me. 
And that's what it is. This whole podcast is just me talking to myself. Joe is not a real person. It's just me doing an impression. I mean, nobody's seen us in the same room together, to be fair. We've never been in the same room together. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Pleasure as always, Joe. Is there anything we want to ask people to uh, specifically comment on or mention? or? Uh, just just go and buy tickets to go and see Tom. That's all I'd say. And we'll return. I don't know when we're going to come back, Joe. When do you think? Maybe should we do one in the middle of July? Yes. Yeah. I'm reviewing the Championship League that neither of us have watched, and yeah. Right, we'll do one after that. It's a ranking tournament, Joe. Can you believe it? <laughs> well, the shootout's a ranking tournament. Do you know who uh, was a runner-up in the Championship League last season? Uh, I think, did Luca Brassell win it? Yeah, do you know who he beat? Tom Ford. Looning. Oh! Oh! So did did Luca Brassell win it? Or did he not? <laughs> Was he gifted it? Maybe, maybe. For more conspiracies and sleuthing, uh, join us next time in July as we uh, do Colombo Investigates... The match fixing of snooker. <laughs>